If she bad, and she sweet, then you should crown her. That's a true queen. If she make you happy and follow her dreams, then you should crown her. She a true queen. All right, welcome back, tag team, back again. Shake it to wreck it. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Welcome to the True Queen Podcast, ladies. Yes, and gentlemen, this bitch like we never left. Um, uh, we are your lovely hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chazelle. And um, we made it. One more week. We in here. You know, y'all sticking with us and we appreciate that. Um, we really do. We appreciate it. Uh, this week, we are going to get on into this thing. We won't tear it long. Oh, yes. And uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Mainly because I know this girl finna talk a mile a minute about this woman. And Lord knows I gotta to get the hell out of here. I'm going to try to contain so, myself. I'm going so to try. try to keep this. We're going to try to keep this real cute. To be on um, my first best of all, behavior. First of all, our uh, I See You Girl this week. Um, we we definitely got a we, we got a theme show working here is a Miss Storm Reed. <sighs> She's a 14 year old out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, little Miss Storm has known that she wanted to be an actress since she was three years old. Um, her first film, well, her first feature film role, um, she starred opposite Brad Pitt. Um, what's his name? Chitwell, Ejafor. Don't. I'm sorry, Michael Fassbender, <laughs> Paul yeah. Giamatti, um, in 12 Years a Slave. That was in 2013. She went on to appear in the Summoning Whitewater, um, Gemma, which is an American girl movie. Slight. Is that Slight or Slate? Slate. Slate. I'm going to go with Slate. Slate. It's like freight, but with the SL instead of, okay, whatever. You know what? And, I've been meaning um, to see that. And a happening of monumental proportions. Um, she has also been cast to star in this, as the lead role of what's the character's name? Meg Murray. She <laughs> Meg Murray, like she said, uh, she will be playing Meg Murray in Disney's upcoming feature film called A Wrinkle in Time. And A Wrinkle in Time is directed by Today's True Queen and Chazelle. Who's that? Ava DuVernay. Good sis Chazelle here. It's totally stands right. Let me on the spot here. Okay, so your girl Ava is um, from California. Hey. Yes, shout out to our girl Michelle. Hey, girl. Hello. <laughs> Michelle's from uh, uh, Oakland. Same general area. No, actually, several <laughs> hours away. In okay. my mind, California, <laughs> LA, all that is just this big old blob, and that's all kind of the same thing. It's it's anyway. So, <laughs> one thing I don't want to get into this whole like biography of Ava DuVernay because you can go on Wikipedia and Google her. Yeah. Um, and figure out all of those things. I don't stand per se in the way that she does, but <laughs> I have totally fallen in love with Ava's um, delivery of these these interviews. Like, I've definitely developed a girl crush because she's <laughs> dope as hell. And um, yeah, so <laughs> for real, like I love everything just, like, about so this woman. Poised. I love her Ugh. hair. 
I love just her girl, the way she smirks at the camera when she's Lord. like taking photos. I love she's her quiet confidence. I that's love, what like, it is. That's what I. That's what yeah. it's called. It's called quiet confidence. See, that's something I lack because I'm loud as fuck. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have the confidence part down, but it's loud confidence. Um, yeah. So I'm it's that awkward. like I'm on that awkward. She tip. like <laughs> she commands like any camera, any room. It's just like that like a queen is here yeah if you hoes didn't know now you know mm-hmm. and she don't have to say like i would be like bitch i'm a fucking goddess <laughs> she's just like sitting there and it's like dear god when it's, turn, <laughs> when it's my turn when it's my turn when it's my turn you will hear what i have to say crazy crazy yeah. and you will be so, enthralled and you will love it basically all of that, <laughs> all of that. right up. so let's let's just get into this all let's right. get into this ava DuVernay. um I will say she did start her career in, you know, like most people in the film industry is a, you know, technical background kind of person and then transitioned into um, PR yeah, and marketing and, and all that fun networking type stuff. And she went from working for major uh, companies to developing and starting her own and then eventually went from that to directing. Yeah. And um, yeah. She's a dope chick. Like, she basically restarted, or not restarted so much as, like, transitioned from one career to a whole entire different career. I mean, she was working in the film industry already, but like you said, she was doing PR for films that focus on black audiences. So she, at one point, she had her own agency, the DuVernay Agency, right? Mm -hmm. And those... um, that agency put out like or helped with the help dream girls Invictus with Morgan Freeman. So she worked on some pretty major films, but like she says in a lot of her interviews, like she saw these guys doing these like things that look so simple to her. And she was like, I think I could do this. I mean, yeah, this she, dumb said, white like, dude she can do was it. like, I noticed I had never seen a woman doing it. Like right. I've never seen a woman directing. And I'm like, but that's all they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. And there were all <laughs> these, I mean, and she was like so passionate about telling particular stories, like stories about people, stories about women, stories about people of color, stories that just, that focus on characters, you know, how, right. you know, people do things in their daily lives. Like, One thing I love about um, Ava DuVernay's directing style is she'll take like this one minute thing and turn it into this big story, like turn it into this big presentation, like sitting down and having tea, like and just sipping on your tea and thinking about an idea. She can turn it into this magnificent scene. Dope woman. I mean, and I think that's the one of the primary characteristics of a good director is to have that vision and to be able to see, I guess you call that like the bigger picture, right? Where you can look at a very large scale of things and be able to dissect every small detail that's happening within this large picture. And to be able to communicate it to an audience like she's clearly doing her thing because... She's getting work, like oh my God. major work. We just right. talked about A Wrinkle in Time, which is a big deal. Like, talk about Disney. Yeah. Talk about a trailblazer. <laughs> talk about a trail queen, a woman of first. 
Ava DuVernay, oh this film right here, A Wrinkle in Time, has, um, like, everybody's been talking about how much of a big deal it is because it is with Disney, and it has uh, at least at a over a $100 million budget, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the, a first for a black woman, a major. To okay. be able to direct a film of this caliber. With, with this budget. budget. This damn be my god <laughs> this is um, but speaking of but going back a little bit though let, let's talk about historically um before a wrinkle in time um miss duvernay was um i can't say awarded I nominated guess, awarded the best director prize at the sundance film festival oh yeah this made her the first african-american woman the first african-american anything to be awarded this this prize at sundance i think that that is something that is just amazing and it's like it's so weird because ava's like when you look at her and i swear when you when you stop listening to this podcast when this podcast goes off please go and watch ava's interviews on youtube like when you listen to this woman talk about these feats she's just like yeah, you know, well, you know, just and this, I thought that it was important that you know <laughs> I include this, and it's just like she's so casual about this passion. Do you so, not know like, that you are the baddest, the baddest, baddest bitch? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you, the baddest bitch. Wearing your sunglasses. Right like, Why aren't you wearing some? No. <laughs> she's just um, so humble. No, about we have like, to take appointments to speak with me. <laughs> right? Like, uh, I'd like, like, I just, I would be a hot ass mess she is if I everything. accomplished everything. And for that Sunday prize um it was for her that first breakout film um middle of nowhere and if you want to see it it is on netflix right now get into it it's so good get to it get to it um she's also done what are some other films she's also done selma yeah she did selma of course where she was nominated directed best picture for oscar she was nominated and snubbed for best director, I have to say that. Okay. Just saying. That's how she feel. That's how she feel. Just saying. That's how she feel. Anyway. She was also nominated for a Golden Globe for Selma. Right, right, right. right. Uh, guess another where, girl? First. Guess another what I found two firsts. Another two firsts. Okay? True. Trailblazer. True. So- so you you're peeking you're um sorry you're peeking right. you got to back up off the mic sorry. so i told y'all this is gonna be it's, it's gonna be tough for her she's got to control herself <laughs> help her out help her out. we just got to help her control herself this week um so she's also um an honorary aka which i thought was interesting i thought oh, she yeah? might also like to connect that to herself as like, well i don't discuss it yeah, but you know, they, they, they have. She loves to talk about how alike these they're they are, and she loves to look over the fact that they're both AKAs technically. I don't discuss. So there's that. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know don't forget the documentary, the Thirteenth. Well, we we definitely can't skip Thirteenth. Thirteenth, the Thirteenth, the Thirteenth was my fast. first introduction <laughs> to Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Um mainly because of my very, very, very um, pointed interest in, you know, revolutionary blackness and 
and understanding very, very deeply why we are the way we are, like yeah. from the, and it's kind of like, kind of like an anthropological kind of thing. And so when we choose to ignore what's going on around us um, and the, the systematic things that are happening that have made us this way, we, some of us who have escaped these things tend to treat others who have not differently. And so I feel like 13th was 13th was a link in a chain for us yeah. just as a culture as a people 13th was um, a bridge for those people that were able to escape the effects of the 13th amendment um, to really be able to look into what that is exactly and how it has affected those of us who were not able to escape it and i feel like it, it created a bridge for this conversation and for things like the true queen podcast where we're going to talk about amazing women like ava duvernay but we're also going to talk about some amazing women that you don't know about that are still you know managing and maintaining and helping helping queens to bridge that gap to not be able to look at ava duvernay and say that's her and this is me over here. It's like, right. no, you have the same abilities. Like, this is this is possible. So 13th, I feel like, did that for us. Um, whereas, you know, those black folks that, that might be scared to, to ride down the MLK. MLK is always the hood, right? So and every black city. Folks that, yeah, so <laughs> black folks that might be scared to ride down MLK. It's like, you can't be scared to ride down MLK. What are this you is your about? home. Them is your people. Like, come like, on. That's where you're from. Like, them still your people. And I think 13th kind of helped how to educate those ignorant motherfuckers. Um, about- I, think, I think also for a lot of people, like I do a lot of reading. I listen to a lot of people who are way smarter than me on subjects like police brutality and um, oppression and unfairness and institutional racism and things like that. And I think this documentary put into words like this idea that that the prison system is just another means to enslave black people, to enslave people of color. Like we all see it every day. We see our brothers and our uncles and our daddies getting locked away. And, you know, we know some of our friends that we look into the left and the right in middle school. We know some of them going to be locked up by the time we on our way to college. Right. And so we see it. We, we see what's happening, but we have no words for it. You know what I'm saying? We have no like logical way or the words to put it in this historical context. Like what has been happening over these decades and what has ultimately like culminated in this new way, this new wave of slavery, basically this new way of profiting off of our backs. Right. Right. (laughs) And I think it's amazing that this is her, this is her activism, right? This is her, this is her protest. This is, this, yes. is, this is her life work. This is her passion. And she, you can tell, you know, like I, I love to see, and we talk about this all the time. Um, you know, everybody has their lane, you know what I'm saying? Right. In, in this movement, in, right. this, in this revolution, everybody has their lane. Everybody has their position to play. And to see Ava DuVernay, play that position with such poise with such intelligence um i want to talk about through her selma Mm. um and and heard some of the decisions that she made on selma (laughs) that made it that that took it from the film that it was or that it that was possibly going to be 
and and kind of spent it around into the film that we were privileged enough to enjoy. And I think, <laughs> Chazelle, you could probably do this better than me. I'm kicking uh, in the background because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can talk about this better than I can. Uh, Go ahead, honey. Anyway, I just, you know, I'm just going to so listen. Oh, listen. <laughs> a while back, I was um, watching some video and I wish I could, I wish I could tell you exactly where I found the article so I could quote it and the video so I could talk about the the reporter or whomever. But um, they were talking about Selma and how Selma came about. Like initially Lee Daniels was supposed to direct it. Some white guy had written the script for it. Um, but Lee Daniels chose to do the butler instead, right? So um, David Oyelowo, did I say that right? Yes, that sounded nice. Yes, that came out way bitch. nicer than it yes. would have came out if I said it. Smooth. Okay. So. T- wait, Tokeny, if you're listening, just text me and um, let me know if we got this all right. <laughs> <laughs> My bad if I did. Thanks a lot. I apologize. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he was he was very much invested in this project. And he had worked with um, Ava DuVernay on Middle of Nowhere, Netflix. Get into it. So he um, vouched for her. Okay, and was you like, don't have to I stop want... saying Netflix till they cut a check. I'm, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm shouting out. I'm shouting out my girl Ava. I just want people to see her work, and you can find it. You know, at oh, that Netflix. spot. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. Um, he wanted to work with her again, and he was very much invested in getting this this thing put on. Selma put on. So he got her hired or had her brought in. They loved her. She got hired to do this. um, Cooperative economics. Right on. This is how, see, bring, bring your people up. It ain't that hard. Just bring them on up, especially if they got the talent, if they willing to do the work, bring them on up with you. Cooperative economics, people. Anyway. All right. So like I said, there was already a script, but of course, Ava looking at it and being the the visionary that she is, saw a script that was called Selma and was supposed to be about the Voting Rights Act and really was a script that focused more on LBJ and his work instead of the work on the back end. Like the people of Selma, Martin Luther King and his wife and all the people that marched and the people who died and were murdered. Anyway, so Ava saw this script and was like, let me rewrite this here, rewrite this here, put in a little bit here, put in some stories. Let's put in some stuff about the people. Let's add some women to this story because women were crucial to the civil rights movement. And that is the story that you have before you. That is the Selma that you see to that you can see today. So not the, the original script, not the original thing that was going to be directed. Ava DuVernay basically rewrote that entire script. And the speeches, pay attention, the speeches in Selma, the MLK, his speeches are not really his speeches. Ava DuVernay has to write those. Why, you ask? Because some fool, I won't say his name, has the rights to all of MLK's speeches. His name is Steven Spielberg. Yes. I'll say his name. (laughs) (laughs) And so they couldn't use him in the movie. What the fuck? Like what? Anyway, never fear because queens come to the rescue. 
Ava mm, wrote yeah, all of those beautiful, magnificent so speeches. That Suck were, on that. My God, <laughs> brilliant. And didn't she get credit for this? Is she credited as a writer on this film? No. No, she's not. Does she complain about it? No, she doesn't. Does she talk about it? No, she doesn't. We talk about it in the background. We champion her in the background. We give her our props over here. Ava wrote that script. (laughs) So, yeah, all of that. Now, um, from my perspective... She's so hype right now. It's, I'm just saying. it's like a kid in a candy shop. I'm so I just think that here's my my take. I think that to see this 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 inclusion of women, right? And so Ava has this way of including the stories of women, including women, period. Yeah. In her work. Um, including the stories of people of color and including people of color in her work, both in front of the screen and behind the screen. I'm glad you said that. That is so, so, so dope. And I think we need to pay attention because what happens is the work is just as awesome as all of these white men's work, right? And so we don't pay attention to what's different because we see that the quality and the output is still just as amazing. It's just as industry standard as everyone else's. So we don't pay attention to the fact that she does not use the same methods as everyone else, but she is still obtaining the same dope ass product, better dope ass product. And so when we look at an industry that, that champions its its white men, that champions white people, that champions this particular face, this particular, this particular type, aesthetic, this particular aesthetic, these particular tropes exactly. that they use over and over again for certain people. And then you see this woman who walks into this room, who can walk onto a set and completely create this world of amazingness. Yes. And and it is just as right dope. Into it. it is just as dope. It is doper than what we're used to seeing. And then you look behind the veil and you see like it's women and people of color all over this shit. And and it's still dope as hell. The stories yeah. are stories of people that like let's like let's talk Queen Sugar. Mm. It's not about like, oh, you know, mama got diabetes and <laughs> um such and such can get like it's the it's the not about way winning these, a record a record contract. It's a not record about, contract, like, getting a basketball, basketball scholarship, getting shot on the corner, is, which is, is a part of our story too. All but of those there are, are part so, of our stories, but, but there's so many more. Yes, we have a range, a rainbow like, listen, of stories. A real rainbow quick, of Becky. Colors, a rainbow. I want. Sorry, I want to talk to Becky. <laughs> Becky, um, because I know you're listening, or or Susan. Megan, Melissa, Sarah, Jane, Jennifer, (laughs) um, I know you're listening, Um, that that you and your people enjoy watching us uh, smoke crack on TV, watching us sell crack on TV, um, watching us shake our asses to get through college. Um, watching us get college scholarships for doing something, you know, for shucking and driving, or playing basketball, playing football, and then getting us. killed. Yeah, and getting killed before we go there. Like that, that's problematic. Blind because I know you, you have a cousin Bubba uh, <laughs> somewhere that's hooked on meth mm. Got or meth heroin that or whatever the fuck else kind of weird shit. Y'all like to get y'all, y'all are into some serious scary drugs i know that you have those same characteristics i know you got family on food stamps 
Yep. I know you got a cousin who been having babies since she was 15 and ain't stopped yet. I know you have all those same stories in your family, in your community. You know all these same kind of people yet and still you don't want to see them on the big screen, but you want to see ours. So stop. <laughs> Look at motherfuckers like Ava DuVernay. Look at how dope she is. Look at how amazing these storylines are and watch them. Like, don't, like, no bullshit. Watch shit done by Ava DuVernay. You know, watch Issa Rae's shit. Like, look at some of these things that we are championing and understand <clears throat> that there is so much more. Like, we own businesses, girl. We are Not people. just record labels. Like, we are people. Like, we go to college. We get degrees. People. <laughs> we have husbands like these fucking that take care of their families. Stereotypical. We've got all, we have rich people that were born rich. Yeah. That don't know nothing about being poor and coming up about the hood like we have all of these like we are so like it's it's just like you bitch yeah. look just yeah. like you bitch yeah and so <laughs> the pass this message on is we're people pass this message on to all your partners and i'm sorry to your friends and let your friends your associates <laughs> and your co-workers know that um everything you thought of us is totally wrong and maybe if you understood that your your husbands and uncles and fathers and nephews and friends and associates wouldn't be shooting us down in the street because they're terrified of us because all you want to see is all that like that's like uh, all we want to see is y'all killing y'all parents and so now every time we see a white kid in the store with his parents we're like oh girl mm. your time is up I don't like the way little Susan looked at you, Megan, girl. She might be why y'all watch her. Because, right. you know, y'all like to kill y'all parents. Right. Y'all like to bomb churches. Or y'all are serial killers, basically. Serial killers. Yeah. Y'all pedophiles. Yeah. Like, stop it. Like, y'all just one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we don't do that. And I don't understand why it, the media and whoever else, but it, the media wouldn't do it if y'all didn't sensationalize and y'all didn't like the shit so fucking much. So, quit playing. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just had to get, you know, slide that message in for all the white people listening. Like, pass the word. If you're not one of those kind of white people, pass it on to somebody pass you know. Pass it on to somebody, somebody who you needs know. the message. Bless them with this message. Somebody you know that thinks that the five heartbeats, the temptations, um, boys in the hood, power empire like that's all that's all we good for like there's so many more stories it's, and Ava DuVernay is somebody you need to get into seriously so that you can see that, that she's not popular because white people think she's awesome she's mm -hmm. popular and she's being held up so high because black people are so excited to see other aspects of their humanity and she's being fantastic at what she does and she does a great job at it. She does a fancy. It's not cheesy. It's not. Mm. I love you, Tyler Perry. I do. I love you. But your your market is very niche, and it's not that. Right. And I love that. I can I can watch a film. I can watch a short. I can watch a TV show that's been directed or written by Ava DuVernay, and be like, girl, yes. And this can go off, and something else with a bunch of white people can come on right after it, and not miss a beat. Like right. It flows. It's it's professional. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And so I think that I, I'd be interested in asking her, like, in an interview, like, so we know you put your people on, but what is your, like, I wonder what her, what's the word I'm looking for? What her process is for who she brings onto her projects. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, know, everybody can't be put on. I know. You can't, everybody can't be put Cousin Pookie can't. Cousin Pookie been clean two weeks. Girl. You can't, you, Cousin Pookie not ready yet. 
You can't put on everybody. Then you end up like MC Hammer. Ooh, that man had a hell of a payroll. Girl, that's a classic story. Yes, mm. yes, it mm-hmm. really was. But yeah, so I just, I think that that um, aspect of who she is makes her so fucking dope. And then there's something she says, and I think she said Oprah said this to her, and she has to repeat this to herself over and over again on a daily basis. And it it it, it goes, and I'm paraphrasing. It's something to the effect of. Um, when you're facing problems in life, you have to recognize that it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And I think that that is. So that sounds like something like off of Oprah Life class. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, like, it's not happening to, to you. you. It's happening for you. For you. And I think it's for her. It, it's her, her help, her realization that, you know, you can take these these stumbling blocks you can take these roadblocks and you can turn them into something else you can turn any of your anything you're facing anything you may be going through and you can make it work for you and it's true when you think about it it's so fucking true and we can't even pretend like don't pretend like ava duvernay because she's ava duvernay she ain't never been through nothing Mm -hmm. and ain't still going through shit this woman didn't pick up a camera until she was 34 that part just saying. She's a bad mama jamma. Just saying. So, yeah, I just think, <laughs> I think that it's just, and I know that this, I, well, I knew for a part that this was going to be a, a fairly short um, episode because her work has just begun. Yeah. Like, she just started. And I know that, and I've heard her say in interviews that, we will, we like to look at this new movement in black film and TV and black representation. And we like to say that things have changed. And she said this, you know, it just started. So right. it's too, it's too early to tell if this is just a trend or if things have actually changed. And I just want to say that to be this revolutionary woman at the forefront of this shift is, is awe inspiring yeah. because she's so like, she just, she accepts the responsibility She's so chill about it, like so graceful. I am. She's so graceful. She's so chill about it, and just she recognizes though how important it is that she hires certain people. She recognizes how important it is that she utilizes all of these, you know, woman directors on Queen Sugar, and, and you know, it's just so. And I just sorry to interrupt, but she's just no. using her platform to speak out and to bring awareness and attention to major issues that are affecting us that are affecting our people so that's that's her form of activism like i want to um point to her um film distribute distribution collective it's called array it used to be um a firm the african-american film festival releasing movement but now it's called array and it's a distribution Um, grassroots movement that puts out films that focus on people of color and women that are made by people of color and women that focus on issues that are important to us. So that's her activism and it's dope as fuck. (laughs) It's just like, she's just so fucking dope, man. ArrayNow.com Damn, ArrayNow. So for all you black and, and woman, and black women, uh, filmmakers, 
rightnow.com yes. is definitely a platform that you could you could approach to help you tell your stories. But I just think that we can learn so much as as Trill Queens from Ava DuVernay just in that you look at how she she made this large shift, you know, after she had already had a career. Like she was successful. And was she successful. Was thing. And she was like, you know what? I want to do, do, do that. I have and a I story to tell. I'm going to actually, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to put my mind to it. I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to fucking do it. And I think that like for us as women, we get, we get stuck, not in a rut, but we get in this space where like we get comfortable mm-hmm. and this is where we are. And it's not what we want to do. It's not where we want to be. There's somewhere else we want to be. And just to, to find the strength, to find the inspiration, to take that step, right. Yeah. And to move toward where we want to be. And every day it seems like ain't shit moving. It ain't really much changing, but then you're going to look up how many years from now, how many months from now and be like, girl, remember yeah. six months ago when I said I want to be a realtor <laughs> and I'm ready to take this test? <laughs> Taking one class a semester, this crazy. I'm here now. I'm doing you know, it, girl. So I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it. And so she has a quote. I think she's a, you know the quote. The She says, um, are you past dream time or is it time for you to actually stand up and do something? You have just begun. And when you begin, momentum picks up. And before you know it, you're not dreaming anymore. You're doing. So, like, it's one, first and foremost, it's never too late to start that dream. To pick up and walk into that dream. Push past the fear. Push past your circumstances. And make that dream a reality. Just do one thing at a time. And before you know it, you're looking up and you're doing your dream. Like... Right up. Right on. Like this woman has created a space for herself in an industry where the, the space did not exist. Mm-hmm. It did, like there were black woman, successful black woman directors. Yeah. It di- didn't exist. Yeah. And she's created that space. And now she's she's widening that space so that more Just can come after her. So yeah. that she can hold the door open and the stream can continue to flow. And I think it's that. It's glorious. That is just like we salute Ava DuVernay. Yeah, like I, I, I just hats off, Trill Queen, gracious Ava DuVernay, Queen. Yes, like this is crazy, and I think that all of the all of the black men, all of the people of color that um, she's paving the way for, and and has paved the way for. You know, all of the other female entrepreneurs, directors, writers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the film industry. Like this is in, in whatever industry you're in, this is a model to study. Yeah. Because this is cooperative economics and this is how we build a community. This that is how everybody together. else does it. This is how we do this. And so I think just to study her model, to study how she does it, she's decided who's important to her, who doesn't, who is underrepresented and how she wants to represent them. And she has created this space where they are first and foremost. And she's not apologetic about it. Nope. Like, I, I get it, John. <laughs> I, I feel you. But, 
you know, this sister is just as good and she's going to get the position. And there's no, there, no one can deny that there is perfect reasoning for her doing this. It makes sense. And you could be mad, but it just, there, there are a million black, um, black, there are a million male, white, black, otherwise directors out there that you men can go and work with. It's there are a million of them. It's about you know, time so. that people of color and women were allowed to tell their own stories. And she is, is making, she is making a way for us it, to be able to do that. Is. And like I said, so the, it, this is, this model works across the board, whatever you do, you can run a bakery Yep. Find underrepresented bakers, whatever, whatever, whatever demographic that is, whatever type of person that is, find underrepresented bakers. I went to a coffee shop here in Houston and the employees are all what would be considered trouble kids, you know, kids from the alternative schools. I think, you know, what's that Gulf Shores or something like that? Mm or kids who are having a lot of trouble go and live on campus and, you know, all this other stuff. So these employees are kids that would otherwise be a burden to society. And this individual has given them this this lift, this opportunity to to be something, to create something of their own, to work, to make money, to exist in their own space. And that is who that individual, like, I, you know, That's I know that you want to work here, but there are other underrepresented communities, underrepresented people that need an opportunity. And so I've decided to create the opportunity for them first. Mm -hmm. And we definitely have, we, we can learn so much from that business model um, yeah. from, from Ava DuVernay, like just whatever you do, whatever you do, Hell yeah. figure out who the underrepresented community members are that do the same thing and do it well i'm not saying bring your business down right do it well and use those people first hire them first and hire them first unapologetically discrimination okay <laughs> it's not discrimination if they're better than you everybody okay. else does it so it's just it's something that we definitely that just, you ain't lying it's something that we definitely can learn from Ava DuVernay and I, I my hat goes off to her just for that in, in itself and I I ain't made it nearly nowhere near as successful as she is but I definitely can assure you like if I ever find myself in that position that is something I'm definitely going to take from her yep I'm going to decide well, who's the underrepresented population within this industry and the guy I'm going to give them an opportunity and that's so like that's crazy. So, true queens, listen. The, the the moral of the story today is <laughs> it's never too late to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve to take those steps toward that dream, even if whatever it is doesn't exist. If you're going to be the first one doing it, it's never too late to be that person. Start taking those steps. Use those things, those roadblocks, those things that, that you may feel like are happening to you and make them happen for you. Like, it's possible. For sure. It's possible. You feel me? Word. <laughs> <laughs> I want to send a shout out to Chazelle because she did such a great job today. Okay. Controlling her standism, standing. <laughs> Stan, I don't know. Don't What's lie the to the people. We had to stop and start over. <laughs> we did. We, but <laughs> you you did good this time. And I do also want to say, you know, you guys look definitely prepare to the same way we are so hype about Black Panther and we ready, oh, girl. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm it's working on my outfit down. right now. Don't get it twisted. But 
Girl. Let's do the same thing for, you know, wrinkle in time. And let's support these, these, these people of color, these women of color, these women in film. And let's, you know, show up. The date that I have right now is March 9th, 2018. You know, for, for a wrinkle in time, you know, okay. sometimes the date change a little bit. Right. But it's good because it's not opening the same time as Black Panther. Thank <laughs> Amen. goodness. <laughs> Amen. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this here. <laughs> Let me tell you where I'm going to be. <laughs> Look, we can go see them in the same weekend. We can go see them on the same weekend. Anyway, but they you won't. Could. But they won't. They'll, they'll be at the theaters around the same time. Like Black Panther will be dying down a little bit by the time... A wrinkle in time and then comes dope. out. I'm with it. They um, need to, you know, if they could, I wish. I know that last news, Black Panther edit was like four hours long, and I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm fine with, with it. it. I'm we okay. Can, I'm fine I'm, with that. I'm okay with that. I'll sit there um, for four hours watching that magic on screen. I will. Yeah, like why? Why would I think somebody tweeted like, that's cool. We'll have a cookout and <laughs> tailgate. We like, good. Like, what we you good. Fish about? plates <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Fish plates, snow cones for the kids. Oh, like, oh. we good. Also, Ava um, announced uh, a couple of weeks ago that she will be doing um, a documentary, a five-part um, short on the Central Park Five. Yes, uh, with Netflix. That should be coming Active out in 2019. Um, yeah. and I, I, I will say this: you will likely see quite a few projects from Ava. And she says that um, someone asked her how or what's her approach to turning down projects, and she said that this was so like this is when I was just like Ugh, swoon. <laughs> Sis said, you know. I want as much as I want to turn down projects, it, you know, there's always that that part of me that that recognizes that I don't have privilege and that there's always something in the back of my mind that says, if I turn this down, this could be the last project that I that is offered to me to turn down. And so I have trouble turning down projects. And I was just like, you better. You better. I feel it. Because when I, it was a table full of white people and I was just like, you better let them motherfuckers know. You better know. know. You better I worked 10 times privilege. as hard as you motherfuckers. <laughs> you better tell them. <laughs> yes. So I just, you know, so there may be quite a few more projects by Ava and I am here for it. I cannot wait. I have to go back and watch some of the stuff that I haven't seen. I am not a TV person because my life, I mean, y'all probably heard last week. Um, there are lots of children in my world and <laughs> So I spent a lot of time um, refereeing um, the savages, you know, trying to get round the children up, get them back in the corn. Um, I am. They come out every now and again. And um, definitely a TV person. All hell breaks loose. And so I don't get to spend a lot of time watching TV, but I'm definitely going to spend some time watching all of these amazing, amazing films that she has created. Queen Sugar is dope. Get into it. The new ones. On own. Queen Sugar. Yeah. But yeah, um, so that's Ava DuVernay. Um, it's just a small nutshell. Um, she is here. She is live and in, in charge color and taking and amazing. over. And so there's so much for you to just absorb. Get into them luscious locks. Get into Ava DuVernay. <laughs> By all means, just do it. it. You're going to appreciate us for putting you on yep. um, I know you, you've been hearing I know you've been hearing Queen Sugar and Selma and I know you've been hearing the wrinkles like I know you've been hearing 13th I know you've been hearing these things yeah. if you're listening to the True Queen podcast I know you've been paying attention to these things you've been listening to these things so um, just just get into Ava DuVernay and her projects and her style and like I said if you 
own a company, if you're a business, if you're a trailblazer, nonprofit organization, whatever it is you're doing, look at her model um, and, and, and decide who your underrepresented people are. I know we have people, media, society, culture creates this industry standard. And a lot of times that industry standard don't look like us. Um, is it, it's not functioning in a way that's going to benefit us mm-hmm. and being able to turn away from that and still succeed takes work. It takes um, a certain level of dedication, a certain level of professionalism, uh, a certain level of um, accountability, but yeah. it's possible. Like it is possible. Ava takes this faith too. This is just, you're awesome. Right yeah, on. That too. So yeah, this has been another episode of the Trill Queen podcast. Yay! Um, and we did it. <laughs> we did and it. I'm so proud of us. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Okay, don't shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got but kids. Yeah, man. Just, <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> so, you know, come back next week on Tuesday and we'll be talking about another dope ass Trill Queen and we'll be giving it to you straight up. And our own fly ass way, cause we fly as hell. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I do, you know what, on the air, because I don't know who listens this far into a podcast, but I do want to shout out um, the the True Queen track, the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of our show is produced by Mr. Nate, the beat breaker Robinson, and uh, he's just. A dope ass person, individual. He's a dope ass producer, um, writer, and um, thanks so much. Shout out, Dave. For the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week. Um, Storm, we see you, girl. We see you, girl. We're looking forward to seeing you more yes. and more and more and more. And um, y'all have a great week. Holla. Peace. <laughs> we did it, bitch! <laughs>